Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. We're back at it again. Joe McGranahan, I'm yep. over here. Lynn Hall is our producer. She's doing a fabulous Fellow job history already. Fellow history buff. Already answering the phone. Yep. On the mark sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Lots going on. Maybe you want to talk about the primaries in New York nah. or Florida. Nah. Okay. Uh, you handed in, you sent in some gold earlier this month, one related to a school board that wouldn't say the Pledge of Allegiance. Allegiance. And now we have a, a beach pier in Ocean Grove destroyed during the Superstorm Sandy is being rebuilt. And they made it. It's not exactly the way you... Well, it's pretty close to the way it was before, except it's bigger, and it happens to be in the shape of a cross. <laughs> and believe it or not, some people have their... Uh, they call it Christian bullying. Their knickers and a twist. <laughs> their Is knickers that what and you a twist, say? yes. Okay. That's, hey, that's then funny. I thought, well, people wouldn't know what knickers were today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's see. So, that's happening out there. Of course, President Biden and President Trump always seem to attract a lot of attention on this program. So, we can talk about them. Maybe there's some big local issue, or what's the biggest issue? issue in the country about which some dialogue can help. We've had some conversations about more open dialogue and trying to resolve Well, and then we us. had the, uh, the, the other one that I mentioned yesterday and you didn't bring up is the Wisconsin School Board that voted in favor of a policy banning gay pride flags and Black Lives Matter flags from classrooms due to what the school leaders say is political messaging. Mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. just those two. They didn't single them out. They said any signs with political messaging. Mm-hmm. But that was the tipping point was the gay That's pride flag. That's what got a lot of people the upset. rainbow flag. Probably, right. right? Okay. So, yeah, we got some things out there to be discussed about our evolving country or as we change for the better and better and better each day. And hopefully we resolve some of our differences and nah. get along a little better. <laughs> or at least argue that. Let's keep of, fighting. Well, it helps the show. We stop fighting. We don't have on the mark. All right. On the mark. Sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, three different folks have emailed on the mark at WKOK.com, so Joe's going to read those in right. a second. And they relate to yesterday's show, so we'll get rid of them first. All we'll right. not get rid of them, but we will announce them. <laughs> <laughs> and folks can text us at 70236, include the keyword OTM. Joe, you may begin. All right. Uh, Dick says, Oz spokesman said, if he had ever eaten a vegetable in his life, he wouldn't have had a stroke. I guess that's referring to Mr. Fetterman. Diet was listed as number seven in the top ten causes of strokes. My point for Dr. Oz, a noted heart doctor, to approve a message like this is ludicrous. Would he tell his patients, eat your vegetables and you won't have a stroke? And knowing full well there are many other causes for his patients to suffer a stroke, thankfully he isn't my primary care physician. I'm sure Dr. Oz is well aware of the fact that Mr. Fetterman had, or Lieutenant Governor Fetterman, had AFib and that AFib makes you five times more likely to have a stroke. But there are treatments for it, which Mr. Fetterman, in his... 
infinite wisdom decided he would not partake of, and so he had a stroke and now has a pacemaker and a defibrillator implanted in his chest. <laughs> it's funny how you, <laughs> most people take doctor's advice with a grain of salt. I mean, there's still a lot of smokers out there and a lot of other things. Joe's like, oh, no, my doctor told me to take this medicine. I did. I'm alive today, and I'm not having a stroke because of that. And John Fetterman is a fool. A science denier. <laughs> right. No, I, I just honestly, would you want a stroke? I don't. When the doctor told me I'd be five times more likely to have it, that I had AFib, I took the medicine. I don't know, but doctors tell it you all kinds of things. It ain't cheap medicine. Doctors tell people to lose weight, and they decline to do so, or lay off the caffeine or chocolate or acidic foods or things like this, or uh, get a colonoscopy X well, numbers what do they of years. Call it, people Mark? ignore that advice all the time. Right. The operative word being advice. You're free to accept advice or reject advice. Right. Now, how many times have I given you advice over the years, and how many times have you accepted it? Relatively few, as I recall. Uh, I've taken your advice on numerous occasions and heeded it to the letter. Oh, really? You have? Okay. That's why I'm still here. <laughs> Sound funny. I don't remember it that way, but I that's all right. Sunk. Yeah, you taught me to search for excellence when I was right, 10 years right, old. Right. I've been doing it ever since. But seriously, the, you know, it is advice. You you have the right to reject it if you don't feel like you want to do what your doctor tells then you. Then why are your knickers in a twist? Because I think here is a guy who wants to be our United States senator, who had all sorts of opinions about the health effects of marijuana, and that he rejects medical advice that could have prevented him from having a stroke and having mm-hmm. to have a pacemaker and a defibrillator implanted in his chest. Okay. That's not something that's lightly done by doctors. Mm-hmm. You know, why didn't he reject their advice when they said, hey, you need a defibrillator and a pacemaker put in your chest? All right. Well, Dr. Oz is out of line. If he had ever eaten a vegetable, well, he wouldn't have had a he stroke. He says an Oz spokesman said that. No, right. maybe Dr. Oz didn't wasn't aware of it. <laughs> but eating vegetables is certainly good, and, and I... Been told to eat my vegetables, and I don't. <laughs> See, oh, ignoring doctor's advice. What's wrong with you, Joe? You're science denying. No, that's not science. It's medical opinion. All right. <laughs> right, and that's science. All right. All right. WRR says the letter from Kim Jong Un to Donald Trump is not his personal property. It was sent to him because he was unfortunately the president of the United <laughs> States at the time. It was not sent to Donald Trump as a private citizen. Therefore, the letter is the property of the U.S government and is considered part of the National Archives in accordance with the Presidential Records Act of 1978. Did, did he take a letter from Kim Jong-un with him? I, I hadn't heard I, that, I, so I, I don't know. I haven't heard the specifics. I think that either President Trump or somebody else spoke uh, on his behalf saying that's one of the things. But they found like 700 things that were marked you know, confidential that shouldn't have left the White House. So right. it's obvious that he had some things he shouldn't have. As you pointed out, I think, or tried to, he didn't actually probably touch the boxes or pack them. He may have directed them, but they probably some sortation should have happened. I don't know. We, we know. we In a manner of speaking, we know little about this. We know he had things down there he's not supposed to have. We know they've been working for a year to get him back and with no right. avail. But if we know we do, it's Donald Trump, we know he had to have done something wrong. <laughs> it just has to be because he's Donald Trump. Well, just ask President Biden. He'll oh, tell you. Oh, President Biden does nothing wrong. He, has n- he had nothing to do with gas prices going up, but everything to do with them coming down, nothing to do with inflation running rampant in the Joe. country, or the open border, had none of, nothing to you do with any of that. You are fomenting division. <laughs> I'm frothing to the mouth, too. All right, one more. And Doug says, Tom, and this is from yesterday, Tom's only example of Trump being a crook was he paid off a porn star. Well, Tom, if that's grounds to get rid of someone in political 
Oval Office, there would only be a handful of politicians left, which wouldn't be at all, wouldn't be all that bad. Well, and remember all the accusations of Bill Clinton paying off people, too, uh, women who, and do you remember when Bill Clinton was in office, they had what they called bimbo eruptions, mm-hmm. where women came out of the woodwork complaining about Bill Clinton? So President Clinton, you're saying, set a new low, and President Trump has lived He's up lived to that. He's lived up to okay. it, right. <laughs> All right. Just to be clear here. Well, actually, President Kennedy started it. If you want to go back further, if you want to go back further, there were instances of a president of the United States having sex in the White House closets with his mistress. Oh, wow. Who's that? <laughs> Warren G. Hardin. Oh, no kidding. And his mistress was Nan Britton, and he fathered an illegitimate child. Oh, wow. So Clinton wasn't the first, eh? Wasn't the first. And Kennedy wasn't Who the knows first. if you open those... And he used to have a, this is what passed for the Secret Service back in those days, stand guard at the closet door to make sure that his <laughs> wife didn't come in. in. Oh, make sure his wife didn't. Great book on Harding oh, called okay. uh, Warren G. Harding, The Shadow uh, in, his, uh, in His Times, The Shadow of Blooming Grove. All right. And uh, all right. So 1-800-795-9565. You want to comment on some of these things or you got something else to talk about? Well, President Trump is not being investigated for the uh, bimbo eruption. He is... <laughs> being investigated for a wide range, or like a half a dozen other things, none of which have anything to do with an affair that I know We could anyway. call them document eruptions. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> All right. Moving on from the eruptions to the telephone calls. Eric, you're first up on the show today. Good morning. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, um, Dr. Oz would certainly have a, a, a cure, a pill for the uh, lieutenant governor to take. He was selling enough of them when he was uh, had his show, of course, when he got called before Congress and put on the table, he had to admit that they were all just, uh, you know, not not true science. But that's not the reason I called this morning. Joe, you got to settle down a little bit. You're, you're already <laughs> frothing at the mouth, and I haven't even talked to you yet. Um, I have plenty of froth left. Keep going. <laughs> um, your your grandson, Joe, he's, he's still at Seals Grove, or he has graduated and on, onward and upward? No, he's 13 years old, so I don't think he's okay, onward okay. and upward yet. Okay. Okay. High school. High school, middle school? Middle school, last year, eighth middle grader. School. Okay. Uh, Where okay, are we headed good. here? Uh, just just uh, dropped off my uh, two grandkids at the uh, behind the middle school there. Uh, looks like everything is going good. Dropped by Susquehanna University, and they're getting ready for the incoming freshmen. Uh, that's tomorrow. Uh, and, and, Mark, they're not all coming at the same time. They, they stagger them coming in. They'll be over four hours. I know, I know. Uh, that's just what I it would seems suggest, like. I would suggest you stay away from, Sus- or from University Avenue tomorrow morning if you can. It's going to be busy. Um, the reason I called is, okay, so uh, new school year, and we're praying, of course, that it's safe. We're praying, but I was, I was taught through, through my, my uh, spiritual background that faith without works is, is, is dead. So, so what can we do? Or, or and I'm asking you guys, what, what, what's the best thing we can do to keep our students safe this year as we go back to school? What's the threat? Yeah, safe from oh, what? Let's see. Safe from uh, what? School shootings, let's start with them. How many did we have uh, between January and mid to late June last year? Just schools? In schools, how many did we have? How many, how many children were murdered by, by under 21-year-olds who had... Uh, uh, legal access to uh, semi-automatic weapons or assault-style rifles. Uh, let's see, all of them. 
All well, of them. 21 th- and under, all of them obtained legally. Well, there are a lot of 21 and, uh, and, and younger people around here who have guns, and not all of them are shooting up schools. As a matter of fact, none of them around here are shooting up schools. So what do you want us to? And how we, do you want us pray, to protect from we them? We pray that it continues that way. Okay. So what do you so, want to do with these twenty-one under twenty-one year olds who have guns around here? What shall we do with them to keep them from shooting up our schools? Shall we take their guns away well, from them? Order them to jail automatically? Well, why, don't, why don't we agree that it's not a good idea to have people who cannot obtain a handgun to still be able to obtain a weapon that can take out much more than a handgun. They've already got them. What do we they've already got them. What do we do about that? We try to limit the extent of it. I How? understand and then we'll never I, I'm willing to compromise. That is what I'm talking about today. Compromise. I'm willing to compromise. I'm willing to say I'm a gun owner. I've said that before. And I also have gun safes to safe all my guns. <laughs> but what can we do to protect do our kids? <laughs> what can we do to protect our kids? If the, if the common denominator, and it has been for every school shooting since January of last year, has been A, someone 21 or under, and B, someone who has obtained and maintained a legally obtained assault-style rifle. Okay. Well, we, you know, we've been, up and, we've been up and down this road like 50, 100 times in this program, and I think there are two separate issues. One is, do we stop people at that age getting guns from going forward? But many of them already have them. And so how do we completely eliminate the problem? We can't. You know, we have to trust on the society, system rather to identify people with mental health issues likely to shoot up a school. I think we need red flag laws, you know, and I think we need mental health laws. Are- Background checks. Juveniles now. Yeah, so I mean, th- those are the only things we can do. We we can't. You don't want to put armed teachers in there. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do that. Well, and you don't want uh, the U.S. Congress doesn't have the will to raise the buying age for semi-automatic rifles up to 21, like it is for handguns. So you don't have the Congress on board. They did take some action. <laughs> So, you know, we've, we've hedged our bet a little bit. Schools are hardening on their own. A lot of schools around here have their own police force now, and some are, you know, doing additional screening at the doors, that kind of thing. So we're slowly taking steps. I don't think even if uh, you had a magic wand, I don't think you could stop all violence from happening in schools. doesn't seem feasible. We had an assault weapons ban in this country for 20 years. And during that time, the number of mass shootings went down. It was agreed by Congress not to ever vote that out, but just to ignore it and say we're going to let the sun set on it. Because in my mind, the Republicans take the open debate and say, is this a good idea to continue or not? Instead, they say, nope, we're not going to discuss it. We're going to let it die quietly. And it did. Well, Congress doesn't have the will to enact assault weapon bans. And and even when that was in place. I think it does. I think it does. If enough people like myself (laughs) who are more concerned about the safety of children than a small segment of society not having the ability to go out and blow apart uh, you know, something with with something you don't really need. So, in other words, the okay, overwhelming—I'm a gun owner. I believe in the right to bear arms. The overwhelming majority but, of these young people who have these guns don't do anything bad or harmful or injurious to anyone right. with them. Well, plus the I fact don't. that they should be punished because you're worried about the the one or two who may do something about it seems okay, to me like we're putting. The, now, wait a second. Okay, let me finish. Let me finish. It's putting the cart before the horse. What we need to do is identify those young people who either attempt to acquire or who have already owned or 
already own those guns to determine their mental health status if they if they do something that you know what what was that old phrase say see something say something right. I think that's the that's key patented to it. By right. New York is it really? Yeah, oh, by the New York didn't Times. Didn't realize. Sorry, well, copyright yeah. New York Times or whatever. Well, and I don't think that. Uh, uh, you know, we've taken some steps, but there's no will in Congress to impose stronger gun laws. Unless you get more Democrats right. in there, you're probably not going to get any change. Eric, we'll give you the last word, then we got to take a break, yep. but go right ahead. Okay, why, why don't we let those under 21 have handguns? Why is there a law in place? <laughs> Moving on. What else? This is your I'm last... Saying, I'm asking a question. Why? The dog is why? chasing his tail, Eric, okay. <laughs> and he's never going to catch it. All right. But thanks. Okay, and, and, we'll, and we will take up discussion again after the next mass school shooting. And how many more of those is the United States public and parents and grandparents myself going to put up with before we address this question rather than saying, oh, A Congress lot. is never going to act on the that? NRA how many more shootings is it going to take? Okay. The NRA says we're not day, even the 23rd, close. Okay, okay. school starting here in Sealands Grove and Chickalemi and Lewisburg and tomorrow Susquehanna. How many, how many more of these are we going to tolerate before we take action? All right, we got you. Thank you so much. Thank you, gentlemen. Much appreciate you have it. a good day. Had a pretty good froth himself there. <laughs> well, the NRA <laughs> says we're not even close to the threshold where we would need to but take But, you know, action. I'm surprised uh, he called about that. And I see one of our emailers talked about the, the other thing that we, uh, is going to be in the news today, the fact that President Biden is thinking of making a $10,000 loan forgiveness uh, is that for people. Is that have, what he's going to do? Today, it's I heard three different things, that that was one thing, maybe extend the student loans and add some more. I think he's going to do carve-outs. He's going to forgive $10,000 worth of the debt. For everybody. <laughs> I'll tell you, if I were, had gone to a trade school, I would be down pounding on the door of my congressman saying, this is absurd. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and one of our emailers, you took it off, but there was a, an email totally. there relative to that about student loan forgiveness. It says, I'm seeing reading that Biden doesn't have the authority to forgive student loans. Apparently, Pelosi has said this as well. Any input from you or your listeners? Well, this has it's been unfair. talked about. Yeah, President and Biden has been weighing how much he can do this. I don't think he could just forgive student loans altogether, nor should he. I don't think that there's, it's something the executive branch could just say, well, you know, 5,000 uh, or you know, 50,000 people have a contract with the government, and now suddenly we're just going to throw it out the window. You don't have to pay it back and you're free to go. Well, and plus the fact what the Deficit Reduction Act was supposed to save us $300 billion over the next few years for a reduction of the debt. Guess how much this would cost us? Three hundred billion dollars. Is that what the price is? If they do ten thousand, if they do ten thousand, if they do more than that, it would be even more. So where is the deficit reduction now? Crisis. They just need to step back, hit the reset button, figure out how much everybody owes, give people credit for what they've paid. They don't have, they can't find companies to run these things. Somebody's got to step up and make and fix this. But it doesn't involve forgiving loans, for heaven's sakes. What three hundred billion? It should. That's just ten thousand. All right. To be continued. What's your view on the gun issue? Eric brought that up. What's your view on the student loan topic? Uh, the president's considering a couple of options, one of which is extending the deadline, one of which is $10,000 in forgiveness for everybody, apparently. Another is adding another public sector component to this. You know, some folks that go into the public sector, maybe teachers or healthcare workers, they would get some additional forgiveness. Although we've tried to do some of those things in the 
pass, but nobody can keep track of it. In Harrisburg or in Washington, people have paid off their loans, and they get a letter saying they're in arrears when they've paid it off, or they have they still have you know tens of thousands of dollars left, and they get a notice saying thanks for paying off your loan, you're free to go. So yeah, it's a big, big, big fat Washington D.C. mess. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at on the market com or text us at seven zero two three six. Include the keyword OTM. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark, 1-800-795-9565. Upper right-hand corner, Joe. Rob says, so a law preventing legal ways to obtain a gun will prevent people will, will prevent people will from obtaining a gun illegally? Right. So a new law is not going to prevent outlaws from getting a gun. Right. Uh, Bobby, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yes, uh, good morning, everyone. I'm comparing notes to when I went uh, to electronic school d- down in Harrisburg. Of course, my uh, uh, father had passed away, so I was uh, in w- with my mother and that to get a basic education opportunity grant. And, of course, then, uh, you know, but uh, that time it was only like $600 a semester or anything. But there's different ways, uh, like the students get law- get money to go to school. There's scholarships grants and not just uh, loans and that. So I think the president ought to look into the other, I mean, in, instead of just focusing on one program, well, whatever, like the for forgiveness and that, to look and see how other programs can help. Well, I don't think that would help the billions of people who already have, or the billions of yeah, dollars yeah. that's already loaned out. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but then it would be up to the bank. I mean, it's just like a bank uh, lowering your credit card rate. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, something, yeah, or, or like payment rates, something coming down, so maybe something could be done that way. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Thanks thank you. for calling All in. All right. Thank you very uh, much. Yep. Stan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Uh, good. Uh, one of our good listeners suggests he knows what's good for you. You do not need an AR, okay? So that resolves the issue. Turns out you didn't need one anyway. <laughs> well, I, I didn't hear that because I just oh, got okay. on and I couldn't get it online, so... Whatever. He can think what he wants, but it's none of his business what I own or don't own. That's all I'm going to say about that, because that's not why I called. Okay. Biden's going to supposedly forgive, of what, up to $10,000 student loan for anyone making under $150,000. Is that what I heard? Is that correct? That's correct. In a nutshell? That's pretty close. The nutshell is there. Okay. Now, what I heard this morning, and I, I will admit, because I do not know, I do not do taxes, but a person called in another show and said that that $10,000, if it doesn't completely wipe out the debt as forgiven, they will owe taxes on that $10,000 as earned income. Now, there, I'm sure there's some accountants and stuff out there that could verify that, 
whether it's true or not. I don't know. I will put it out there that I do not know. But that's what I heard. So if that's the case, the government will still get money from these people, whether they like it or not. So you're saying that the IRS would consider it taxable income? Yes, as earned income, because it was if the loan had been completely forgiven, but most people have more than $10,000 in student loans then. So if they only forgive $10,000, then that's considered earned income. Now, this is what this person said. So as I said, the accountants are going to have to look it up and see whether or not. Now, they may also uh, do away with that part of the tax code because, you know, they can't. You know, they, they do whatever they want because, you know, they are what they are, the government. You know, they can do, make and do as they please, it seems, without any ramifications on it. But as I said, that's what I heard. So if there's any accountants out there that do taxes that know, let us know for sure. Well, I certainly would think that it could be considered that, but I would think the president, if he wanted to make this kind of a gift to buy votes, and the assessment I heard this morning was that the Democrats are just trying to buy votes ahead of the midterms. What? Yeah, let's give everybody well, everything free. So, you know, so that that's I, I think that's maybe being cynical to say that, but I think it's also quite true. Oh, absolutely it's true. But anyways... So the people that think they're getting, what I'm saying is, the people that think they're going to get off scot-free, they're going to owe taxes possibly on that $10,000. Okay. Right. So, you know, they're going to have to think about that, you know, is it pay the money? I guess maybe the taxes are lower than paying the whole loan off. Right. It's probably just going to be. In one big hit of the year, they may not have the money to cover that. Might just be a couple of two, three hundred dollars or something. Yeah, it might just be a couple of two, three hundred dollars or something on the taxes. Well, that could make a tiny bit of sense because then whatever the money they gave you stops being a loan and starts being just a gift. And subsequently, somebody gives you a ten thousand dollar gift, you have that to is pay the, taxes. No, isn't that the amount that's forgiven on a gift that you're allowed to give ten thousand dollars? Well, as a gift, yes, I think it's nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. I so, thought it was ten thousand. So I would like nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars <laughs> worth of student loan forgiveness, please. That's that's why I say we need the accountants and tax preparers that list may listen to call and verify <laughs> one way or the other. That's all, all right. I'm saying. All right. Well, and Stan, so they it, say this is such a mess in, in Washington, they can't fix it. That's why he's granting forgiveness and really considering <laughs> forgiveness is because it's uh, foobar. And so it's the only way out is to start so, over. They made the mess. Right, exactly. Right. right. So they're going to hit the reset button. And, and guess, guess what we're going to start doing tomorrow? We're going to pay for their mess, but we pay for them anyway. The so what's again. the difference? All the time. Thank you, Stan. Call back. Thank you, sir. Right. Have right. a good one. Yep. All right. Stan was on the 800 line, 1-800-795-9565. We're going to open that line up again six minutes from right now. This is WDK, okay, Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Thanks so much for listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK. Well, you're welcome. Thank you for thanking me. It is... 
Let's see. Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. Tomorrow's the 25th. Joe, so you know tomorrow's Thursday. We'll have to celebrate with some, some crudite. <laughs> yeah. Or, I'm sorry, crudite. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we'll get it at Wagoners. At Wagoners, right. <laughs> Up in Williamsport. All right. So welcome on board. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is here. Uh, Lynn Hall's our fabulous producer on the other side of the glass. Very much appreciated all she's done. Uh, the emails are pouring in, so we'll get to as many as we can ASAP. Uh, you, those were sent to on the mark at WKOK.com. You can text us at 70236. Always include the keyword OTM. And you can call us now, 1 800 795 9565. And our sponsor is the Sunbury Motor Company. Talked about student loans a little bit. We got some more clippings to talk about as the show goes on. One of our good listeners uh, says, I don't need an AR 15. So uh, I wish you were around when I purchased some other things that I didn't actually need. So uh, <laughs> that's always funny when somebody Trust tells me, you, we'll tell you what you need. Right. Thank you. I'm <laughs> trying to articulate that, unable to. So, yeah, AR 15s for 18 year olds is, was on the mind of one listener. So we can get your, your uh, eyes, uh, get your interest peaked in that topic. If you want to comment on that, feel free to do so. 1 800 795 I want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company, SMC. You know what stands for Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars and satisfying more customers. What comes with that is the need for many great behind-the-scene employees. Well, they have awesome technicians ready to serve you. I haven't been into the quick lane in almost 24 hours, but uh, they need more workers now due to the busy business in a 107-year-old relationship-based dealership. Uh, They're looking for entry-level and experienced technicians to work in their quick lane, the car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body and frame alignment, and towing departments. Whether you're an experienced technician or entry-level technician looking for your first job or someone looking for a career change, they would love to hear from you at the Sunbury Motor Company. Stop by in person, apply in line at sunburymotors.com, or call Todd at 286-7746. They would just love to talk to you. I've been talking about some of the different vehicles they got there. They got the Kia EV6. That's the electric vehicle. It's really Kia's first car to be built from the ground up to be electric. It is about as big as the Mustang Mach-E, so, you know, it's a full-size SUV, or not quite full-size, I guess you'd call it medium-large. Uh, 310 miles on the range, So, and it's got the fast charging system, so you pull into a charger, let's say you go to Sheets and plug in there, you're halfway to somewhere, it can get up to 80% charge in about 18 minutes. So in a half an hour, you could be fully charged with the 400-volt system, and they would just love for you to uh, check out the Kia EV8. Go to the Kia dealership on 11 and 15. Tell Ernie that Mark Lawrence sent you, and you're here for the EV8 electric vehicle. We do have some very brief news headlines. Callers, stand by. We're going to run through these headlines real quick here. We now know the details about the visit by former President Donald Trump. Soon he'll be at a rally at Mohican Sun Arena in Wilkes-Barre on September 3rd. He'll speak at 7 p.m. in support of Republican gubernatorial candidate Doug Mastriano and Republican U.S. Senate candidate Mamet Oz. He'll also talk about what he calls, or his office calls, the entire Pennsylvania Trump ticket. So that would, of course, be Scott Perry and Congressman Keller and Congressman Mastri- or, uh, 
Muser going to be there most likely, too. They're on the Trump ticket, you could say. Officials say doors open at 2 o'clock. You have to be screened to get in the door, so get ready. Empty your pockets. Uh, 4 p.m. is the special guest speeches begin, and President Trump at 7 o'clock. Uh, some healthcare workers in Pennsylvania say they are going to go on strike. The nursing home workers are threatening to go on strike over unfair labor practices. SEIU Healthcare PA says Guardian Healthcare, Comprehensive Healthcare, and Priority Healthcare are not bargaining in good faith. The union also says that despite nursing homes receiving $600 million from the state budget, they're offering workers lower raises than last year. If nothing changes and the two sides don't come to an agreement, the strike will begin on Friday, September 2nd. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. If you are the state Supreme Court and you have a birthday party, you better think big. Spotlight PA is reporting that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court threw itself a lavish 300th birthday party with your money. LNP reports that, according to LNP, taxpayers were charged $147,000 for a multi day celebration of the state Supreme Court in May. The event was marked by catered luncheons, dinners, swanky hotel stays, and a $1,500 cake, a $37,000 a day buffet. It's an example. $37,000 a day buffet? Yeah, for buffet tables for everybody involved. $37,000 a day? Per day, yep. So probably a breakfast buffet, a lunch buffet, and a dinner buffet, $37,000. But don't worry, Joe, you paid for it. Hey, boy, I'm really nice. (laughs) You are. Uh, Tim Potts told Ellen. He's a good government advocate, he calls himself. It's an example of tone deafness at a time when people are struggling with inflation and the economy. Others say the days-long event included symposia and educational values uh, at a not-so-extravagant location. If you had had the event in Honolulu, that would be over the top, (laughs) but fortunately they had it in Philadelphia. I bet they had crudite there, too. (laughs) I'm sorry, crudite. 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 Yeah, I had to look it up to, so you're not alone. <laughs> All right, finally, is $93 million enough? Well, Nick Saban says, yeah, that'll do it. He's riding the Crimson Tide all the way to the bank. The legendary coach just signed a one-year $93 million contract extension with Alabama, which pushes his contract through the 29-29 season and pays him more than $93 million over the next eight years. This means he is, of course, the highest paid coach in college football by a long shot. Uh, before this, George Georgia's Kirby Smart was the top page paid coach after he signed a new deal in July. CBS Sports Chris Hassel tells us Alabama is favored to win it all again this year. So that's what's the price of winning the national championship year after year? Apparently 93 million. 93 million over eight years. <laughs> all right, Dale, you've been very patient. Thanks for waiting. Go right ahead. I just wanted to say, what is the purpose of voting? Making your life better or somebody else's life worse. I don't understand the purpose. <laughs> because, I mean, you know, the Republican Party is owned by Trump and the Democratic Party is owned by George Soros. And they're both, believe it or not, they both get along. And it, this is a master plan between dis- destroying this country, both of them. I mean, Jared Kushner is the stepson of Soros. And now he's a uh, son-in-law of what? Trump. <laughs> I don't right? think so. Jared Kushner. Yeah, he's the stepson of George Soros, and he's his son-in-law of Trump, uh, Jared Kushner. 
<laughs> so don't people understand that? No. So no I, think voters, <laughs> I think the best thing to do, instead of people calling up on the radio, if you're a Democrat and you know a Republican, go fight them. Go fight them. Because, I mean, you mean you're like not... You're physically fight them? Yeah, I think the people who vote should fight each other. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> why don't we just shoot each other? Save a lot of time. Yeah, that's exactly what we should do. I mean, why do you? Why do you got a gun? Why don't you use it? Well, well, because it's not nice to shoot Republicans. Do us a favor. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I mean, you probably if you kill each other, maybe I'll pay less taxes. So just do it. Why would I mean the IQ of your voters are very in the base. Why would they, they killing are. taxpayers I, cause I, you to pay less? Yeah, the, the FBI is paid and bought. I mean, the CIA—they're all bought. They're all working for the uh, work for the poor taxpayer. They're working for the billionaires who don't have to pay taxes no more. Don't you understand that? Uh, this is <laughs> Trump one two punch. Uh, okay. Hey, we got you, Dan. So you're telling me you're telling me Jared Kushner didn't get married at George Soros' house? Uh, well, he's uh, not taught. He, <laughs> he's not his stepson. He didn't disclose his business ties with George Soros, Peter Thiel, and Goldman Sachs, or that he owes a billion dollars in loans, according to the Wall Street Journal. He's not his son-in-law. Okay, well, why don't you tell the people who call your radio station? Because voting doesn't matter. It's trash. Well, we're going to stage the fights. You know, the MMA yeah, fights among voters. I know. I mean, voters. that's what the media has been doing. Is just been keep aggravating people. I mean, in this I mean, corner, we have music. the bar association. Just turn the music. <laughs> turn the music. Okay, that's all you guys need to do. Uh, one of our good texters says, "OMG." <laughs> okay, go. I think that plus that Fetterman. I think he sits down in his basement and smokes pot all day. I don't know why. Who's this? He, he Fetterman. Looks like a Okay. Well, he probably, he may well he do that. Like <laughs> he, look, he looks like a pothead. Would pot that head. help your cardiac situation? I don't know. Medical We'd have to ask Dr. Oz. No one said nothing about his pot smoking deal. I'm pretty sure he's a pothead. He looks just like a pothead. I don't know. All right, thank but you, But you know what? Go out and vote. We'll right. fight each other. Please, people. Well, fight each other. If we hear fights at the polling places, Dale, we we'll know, know you voted. We'll attribute it to Dale. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, upper right-hand corner, Joe. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Uh, Tom says, Joe finds it okay to give trillions to corporations so they can buy back their stock, but objects to help on student loans. Tom, if I borrowed money to finance my education, why should I expect you to pay it back? You know, come on. I got value out of it. If I didn't get value out of it, that's on me. But I signed a contract. The contract said I would pay. I signed contracts all the time. When I was in business, I signed them every day of the week, practically. And I didn't renege on them. I had to honor them. But the kids didn't understand money. They didn't know what they were saying. They hadn't been through economics, Pennsylvania. What about their parents? So, well, they didn't know. They weren't monitoring they weren't, it. They, they weren't monitoring they it. They weren't right. taking care These of These poor them. little lambs were led to the slaughter by the big, oh. bad banks and you, you government institutions. <laughs> agree. That is exactly what happened. Right. All right. I think you should fight somebody at the polls myself. Uh, let's see. Right here. Right. This one right there. If Eric is this worried about school shootings, perhaps he should homeschool his grandchildren or enroll them in a cyber school. He should also prevent them from driving at 16 years of age because statistics show more young people are killed by reckless and inexperienced driving than by all the shooting victims that occurred. 
All right. And uh, top of the All right. Let's see one half hour to charge an EV or 10 minutes or less to get a tank full of gas and go further <laughs> on a tank than a full charge. I know my choice. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think electric's for everybody yet. But go solar. That definitely pays for itself. How about a big solar panel on the top of your F-150? Uh, they, a lot of <laughs> EVs do have solar panels do on they? the top. Right. Yeah, because I guess that gives you a little charge while you're... While you're running, that helps. And the person who says, I don't need an AR-15, doesn't need their job, radio, car, or money. Is that how it works now? People telling others what they don't need? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that we've gotten that point across. All right, we've got two Bobs waiting. We've got double Bob on the uh, first Bob number one from uh, some we location. <laughs> you're on the mark. Go ahead. Uh, good morning. Yep, you're on the air. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, well... I guess my problem with your first caller was he lists all these uh, parts that, that the shooters have in common, but he neglects to, to list the part that they were all potheads. Oh, okay. And he, he neglects to say the reason they're potheads is because incompetent government workers put them on dope at an early age. So, uh, and you're. Do you know Dale? <laughs> do I know Dale? Yeah. No. Just, Actually, Dale doesn't make sense on some issues, but on some other issues, right. he does make sense. Okay, but you're saying government workers put people on pot. pot. Explain that, please. I didn't please. say they put them on pot. I said they put them on dope. All right, well, that's even worse. Yeah, Ritalin is dope. Oh, okay. Oh, You're arguing oh, that. Oh, All right. Oh, now I understand. Medicine. Okay. I gotcha. okay. Got you now. At an early age, okay? All right. They, they, they set them on a lifestyle, and, and it ends up that they become potheads. That's what they all have. So we got to look at the, the way we medicate our young people. Well, that's certainly a good right. idea. There's nothing wrong with that. No, not a thing. And, and I know that your first caller, he, uh, he deflects, but, but I, I've never heard... Just exactly what his job description is. We don't want to know either. Moving on, <laughs> you probably would. okay. <laughs> what else? I just wondered if he ever if he ever prescribed dope for kids. He did not prescribe. He didn't have. Uh, I think he was in the end where he helped what people, not where he prescribed. He's not a prescribing physician. Right. He doesn't have prescribing <laughs> privileges. But he's a, he's a good he, worker, though. Did he in, encourage it? Did he encourage <laughs> encourage prescriptions? Well, know. you know, but you, you, you're denying that some kids are actually helped by these drugs. Not everybody. Oh, I think really? they're I, I think they're overprescribed. That's my opinion. Well, not but I think they help. Monitored enough. No, probably not. No, like a Ritalin should have a, a, a counseling component to it. Well, I don't know about Ritalin, but others certainly other psychotropic drugs that are given to kids these days are often given by MDs because we don't have enough psychologists and we don't have enough psychiatrists. So they prescribe them, and they're needed, and that's fine. They may help, but there should be a counseling component to do, to that also, yeah, and a, there isn't. There's very little follow-up. Right, there's not enough counselors out there. Yeah. You are 100% right, Bob. No, All right, we'll give you a disagree. concluding remark. What else you got to say? Okay, what what candidate does your your first caller support for Senate? U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. I'm sure it's Fetterman. I would think so, yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, that's right, because Oz is a carpetbagger. What, what criteria does Fetterman 
fit into that that the uh, shooters, the four shooters that that your first caller was denigrating, what what criteria does he fit in with them? Well, he he's loves marijuana. Yeah, he's a pot. He advocates. <laughs> he's for a pothead. Well, he's a pothead. But we don't know if he uses it. We don't know if he uses it. He just advocates that you and I could use it if we wanted to. Right. He wants us to really? have access to it. He wants it. So, so if you follow his lifestyle over the years, uh, does he fit in the criteria of most potheads? Lives in his parents' basement for 40 years, <laughs> never had a real job. Well, he got yeah. to be mayor of Braddock. He must have done something right somewhere. All right, thank yeah, you so right. much, Bob. Uh, th- that's like becoming dog catcher of... Uh, well, if you want to no, find what, watch yourself here, buddy. Watch yourself here. <laughs> and, and Bob, I think if I you... know I'm trying to be nice to you, Joe. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right, Bob. Yeah, and I think if, Thanks, if you're going to find fault with the current candidates that are running for office, you are going to have a long day, Bob, because they, they are all just full of flaws. All right, we've got to take a quickie break. So one more note in the upper right-hand corner, and then and we we'll got three calls button. pending. Uh, if people quit going to college for a couple of years, tuition would come down. A uh, Helen college has turned into the biggest scam perpetrated on the American people. Yeah, we've talked about that. 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back. (laughs) Are you okay, buddy? (laughs) No, just the thought of you sitting bleary-eyed in front of a console at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to become, what is it, a telecommunicator? Telecommunicator, right. uh, That's your retirement job, right? (laughs) Right, CSR 911. Here I come. All right. Uh, Where we got four calls pending, and we have an email and a text. Do, do the text, do? and then we'll hit the All buttons. right. It's Trump, Trump, and millennia, millennia didn't allow staff to help pack, so he intentionally took all these, gover- all these government property. I hope all I this government Bob's going to actually tell us that in person now. Yeah. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, good morning. I just want to let everyone know the Northumberland County Fair starts today at 3 o'clock. <laughs> Are so you on the board? The whole weekend, you got entertainment around the local area. We don't do events and, uh, on this show, Bob. We do issues. Okay. And Biden signed a law in about ghost guns, so now you're going to have to have serial numbers on them. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's going to help a little bit about that. And I don't know how anybody can complain about uh, loan forgiveness for graduates from college when it's only going to help them and their families. How does it help people who didn't pay, for, who didn't get a college education? How's it going to help them paying for somebody who did get one, sign an agreement to pay it back, and then gets forgiven? How's that help me? Well, it's too late for you. Well, why? I'm a taxpayer. <laughs> well, because it's now. It's a new law. Or it's, it's a new uh, bill or a new whatever the president uh, What about does. the guy who paid off his loan last week? It's called change, Joe. Uh, well, all right, what about change. But what, what ridiculous thing that is? What change? Bad change? That's bad change. It's not good change. Good change well, would be maybe... Well, the pandemic was, if you got unemployment, everybody got $10,000 tax right off from that. Was anybody complaining about that? I don't hear... I don't think I heard one person complain about that. Got on a plane? Everybody who no, got on unemployment. A, I don't unemployment. think anybody complained about that. 
All right, well, let's take a look at that for a minute. Unemployment was something that people incurred through no fault of their own. The pandemic hit, business dried up, people were laid off. That I can understand. But here, someone made a conscious decision to finance their education through the the borrowing of money. They signed a contract that said they would pay that money back. They were snookered into signing the loans, and it's weighing down the whole country. They can't can't buy houses, they can't buy new cars because of their student loan know. They didn't know that if they borrowed money, that have to pay it back. Boy, they're... They got snookered. Nobody is that naive, They got Mark. snookered by expensive college. <laughs> All right, Bob, go ahead. So, so, you're, you're, so you're against helping someone. <laughs> That's right. I'm that a, just got out of college. Uh, they, they should have helped themselves by either not borrowing the money or going to trade school or pursued a degree that would lead to a job. Well, they also got they do low try interest do the best loans. They can, and I'll tell you what, every college student I know lived in their parents' basement all through college. Well, you you have a pretty narrow view of college. Most kids live on live, campus. live on campus and in the dorms. Well, they right. come home on the weekends, or they come home and on they go back down to the basement and stuff like that. Well, when my son came home from college, he stayed in his room. He, we didn't send him to the basement, and we paid off his student loans. Well, that was nice. But of it, you. that's just a figure of speech. The basement thing. It's still living at home. <laughs> I'd sooner live in the basement than upstairs with my parents. But that's so another, well, of course, then that's you're like another you're like Lieutenant Governor Fetterman. He lived in the basement of his parents' home for forty years. Look, there's a whole segment of our society <laughs> living in the basement. There's nothing wrong with that. If it weren't and for the basement, helping your parents is a better thing than not helping your parents. You're right. living in the house. You can yes. be contributing to helping your right. parents. Pay too. Rent. But what does that have to do with the fact that they signed an agreement saying they would pay the money back? They knew they had well, the they obligation. Intended to. They intended to. Well, then let them do it. All right, we're you out started of, your we're, job. You started your job what seventy years ago? No, you're not that old. <laughs> not quite <laughs> seventy years ago. <laughs> you started. Did they have Social Security when you started your job? Yeah, I was born in the uh, 40s, but not the 30s. <laughs> okay, right, well, I'm on. saying there were people born back before they had Social Security. So Social Security is a bad thing, too, right? No, well, I don't think agreement. Social Security is a bad thing because it involves employer contributions and it involves me making a contribution. And the government, the government pays back, basically, money that I put into the system. Plus some more, with maybe. With interest, yeah. With interest. If you live long enough. So, Joe's I mean, th- those, are, those are fair deals we make with the government. But here, where you borrowed money from the government, you signed a contract, and now you're going to not have to pay it back. It's not fair to all those people who paid off their loans and who, uh, you know, have worked hard to achieve something in this country. And then suddenly somebody comes in and says, well, you know what? To buy votes, I'm going to give you something I'm not giving everybody else. Now, tell me how that's fair. Well, that's how the right thinks. Just because you're helping somebody, you're asking for a vote. It's not. It's helping people live a life and being happy. Well, then why not include people who went to trade school? Why not include all of us? Why not include Mark? Mark borrowed money to go to college, paid it back years ago. Why isn't he getting his money back? Who's, who's saying that trade schools aren't involved? That's that was the word that if uh, that's a college well, loan, that's student loan program. Well, that's another right wing lie. Oh, okay. Any college, anybody, if you graduated from any college, graduated. All right, we got trade schools earned, aren't a college. And earn less than one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Now, I don't know if that takes into effect the family or not. The one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. I don't know what that's coming down to. It's my understanding you had so to we'll have a degree. We'll see if it even happens today. Uh, well, it'll happen because that's the way they're going to buy votes for the midterms. All right, we got to go. Thank you so much, Bob. Right, Thanks Bob. for calling. All right. Excellent points. Get out and vote, everyone. Fed-
Oops, I'm sorry. Fetterman, I think he was going to uh, say. Probably. Uh, Fetterman and Shapiro, probably. Lance, you're on the mark. Last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. Okay. Now, what the, with his college loans, what that boils down to is the people that couldn't afford their degrees are expecting the people who couldn't afford college to pay for them. Right? <laughs> That's well, absolutely right. They want everybody to pay for them. You okay. and I. Now, when the fellow was talking about the uh, 10-year uh, semi-auto slash assault rifle ban, how it uh, uh, had a downward uh, pressure on crime or whatever, well, do you realize what was banned with them? You could buy one of the rifle. The only thing it couldn't have is a, thrash, a flash hider and a bayonet lug. I don't think there were any bayonet uh, charges during that entire 10 years. I really don't. So if that would do it, why well, I'd be all for that because, you see, it makes the rifle more accurate. Uh, you can put what's called a target crown on the end of the barrel. It enhances the accuracy. Uh, the service rifle uh, scores went up about 10%. Well, what has this got to do with the price of eggs in China? Well, what I'm, what I'm saying is, can you get eggs? He said, he said that the ten-year ban, okay, did enhance. Um, in other words, the crime went down, right? That's what he said. But during that time, the only thing that was banned was flash hiders and bayonet bugs on those very rifles. No, there was, it was more than that. You couldn't buy assembled semi-automatic you know, sort of AR-style 15s, but you could buy all the components. It was more Oh, than, no. Oh, my f- goodness, no. You could buy oh, all the individual it, parts, but not the whole thing. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you could get them. I know. Cheapers, yes. So the assault rifle ban in the U.S. only covered flash hiders in this target thing. That's it. And ban out lugs. That's it. Okay. All right. We got and, you. And, and, uh, you looking that up, here, Joe? No. <laughs> well, no, really. Look it up. We're, we're looking it up. Yep, everybody's looking it up. Go ahead. All right. But anyway, when a fellow said, you know, that uh, firearms were only to kill with, that was your intended purpose, why well, then I guess sex is only for procreation and automobiles are only for transportation. Is that correct? Those are among the uses. You can do with them whatever you want to. Well, that's right. The same thing with a firearm. And they keep saying, well, they're one of you to kill with. Well, no. There's all kinds of neat stuff to do with them. Collect them? Yeah. Buy and sell? Shoot them? Target shoot them? Animal shoot them? If there's some animal you can shoot with an AR-15, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, um, also, when uh, we're talking about how many persons under the age of 21 killed in school shootings, well, you realize you take that number over the last 23 years, that's how many die about every three weeks because of alcohol. So alcohol is more dangerous than school shootings? Oh, my God, like a country mile. Mm-hmm. I mean, more than a country mile. If you figure 3,900 a year for uh, under 21. you got two of your three in. Let's hear about abortion next. No, I really ought to hang up. <laughs> I'm only kidding no, you. No, no, really. Hey, really. listen. Uh, on this, uh, no, so, these are really important. I know they are. But the thing is, 
you, you, we're never going to arrive at a solution for the gun issue. We're never going to arrive at a solution for abortion. The drinking problem, we tried, we tried, and, and I don't know whether you would have supported or not prohibition, no. but we tried it, and it didn't work. You know, I think this all boils down to, and maybe where you and I disagree, is human behavior. And I don't know how we control that, Lance. Do you? No, but what I'm trying to do is equate the people or tell the people that want to ban the guns what happened when we tried to ban alcohol, which is a far greater threat. And Agreed. It didn't, work, did it? it didn't work, and it will work just as well with the guns. And I, I so agree I'm trying with you. To get down. All right, we're in agreement then, because I don't think banning guns is the answer either. But, you know, the problem we have is that I don't think we can say all 20-year-olds can't handle a gun. I don't think we can say all. we got to go. Okay. Well, in any event, I agree with you more than I disagree with you. Thank you so much, Lance. And do not hang up. Thanks for calling. (laughs) Now you can hang up. Now you can hang up. All right. According to Wikipedia, the Public Safety and Recreational Firearms Use Protection Act of 1994 was a federal law which included a prohibition on the manufacture for civilian use of certain semi-automatic firearms that were deemed as assault weapons, as well as certain ammunition magazines that were defined as large capacity. The 10-year ban was passed by the U.S. Congress in 1994 and was signed into law by President Clinton in 1994. Uh, the, The ban applied only to weapons manufactured after the date... Criminologists said the ban had little effect on safety or firearm right. deaths or the lethality of gun crimes. But look at the our earlier writer. We're talking about uh, the fact that automobiles, it's age 16, people are more young people are killed by automobiles, reckless driving at age 16, and so than are killed in these school shootings. That presupposes there's nothing we can do about these issues, and that's the issue I was taking with Lance. I mean, where other than human behavior, how do we control any of this, Mark? Or am I am I nuts? We have to. Re- I may be nuts. We but. have to reprogram people. Yes, you are. Let's get that okay, out of the way. Thank Let's you. stipulate that. But we have to reprogram people. You know, our whole society is set up to enjoy conflict, and we have to stop that. This idea that you know you're the other side. I'm here to argue with you. We brought you in. You know, we do want to talk about important topics, but let's try to sure. find some common ground. Well, I don't think common ground's even necessary, but I think real being realistic is necessary. Sixteen-year-olds. There are some sixteen-year-olds who are capable of. Driving and driving safely. There are others who aren't. Right. We got you know, a lot of kids around here that are racing cars at age 13, 14, or driving farm tractors at age nine. Great drivers, uh, operators right. of those things, and other kids, there's that are 21 and still not responsible. Other kids, I mean, it's like, like marijuana, I suppose. Some people would do it well, some people would abuse it. Same with alcohol. Same with making a decision about abortion. Some people will decide it frivolously. Other people will take a serious consideration before they do anything. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We've got two very patient callers. Hold on, guys. We're going to get to you in one second here. Sunbury Motor Company is our sponsor, so we always appreciate them. You can we lo- sure do. Looking up at sunburymotors.com. And we've got some callers who have been super patient, so no more reading. Just go right to the phones. Mike, you're on the mark. Go ahead. I want to talk about college loans, but first, I'm, I'm sitting at the Bloomsburg University campus where they have these parking meters. They're high-tech, you know, and, and kids have to pay 25 cents for, what, I guess 90 minutes to park. And they're going around and they're ticketing people. <laughs> and and I think the tickets are like forty bucks, okay? And here's here's the rub. 
you know, I don't know that that's fair. I think what they need to do is they need to change the meters so that the kids can use their smartphones and the, and the meter will know that the car is there and it'll keep putting, you know, 25 cents in every 90 minutes until they move the car because no kid should have to get charged 40 bucks for overparking in a space that only costs 25 cents for 90 minutes. So I think I'm going to call my state legislator and see if we can get them working on a program to, to take care of these fines for the kids. Dave Millard. Who's going to replace Dave Millard? You know, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, my guy that I uh, voted for and worked for in the uh, Republican primary didn't win, mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go pull the uh, Republican lever and and hope for the best. I can't <laughs> oh, help you there. Sound now, advice, as, okay. As far as the uh, forgiveness of the thing, I, I think the, I, I heard it today on the news. The, Dem- the new Democrat narrative is no election is too expensive to buy. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I think that's basically what we're looking at. But number two, I think we're looking at uh, another symptom of the degradation of our culture. Okay, and before I get to that, I'm going to say, Mark, you mentioned about, the, I guess it's the state loans, how some kids are getting a, a notice saying you're paid off and they weren't, and other kids that were paid off are getting a notice saying they're in arrears. Did I hear you correct? Yeah, the whole Washington uh, student loan program is in um, meltdown mode right now. Right, and it's, it's basically symptomatic of everything our government does. Okay, so when we come out and pass this latest, uh, I I have no idea what what they're calling it today, but the latest, you know, bill, they're promising all these things, and when you go and you look at them, item by item, it's almost you know a misleading narrative about who's going to get what benefit and everything. And I, I just have to say that we're talking about helping people, and it's hurting society, it's hurting the culture by not having a government that can't even run. Uh, a student loan program and we expect them to implement the Green New Deal and have that go off without causing, you know, unknown problems down the road for the society and the nation as a whole. And, it, you know, and, and we get people calling in and saying, hey, we just got to help people. Yeah, everybody needs help, okay? So how, where, where do you draw the line? And then we have people calling and say, hey, there, nobody has to have an AR-15, it's only good for killing people, okay? Well, I know people, I, I know a lot of people that have AR-15s, and, and none of them killed anybody, okay? So, so the bottom line is this. Those people that are complaining about guns are just for killing people, I've never once heard them say, we need to secure the borders and do everything we can to stop fentanyl that's killing more kids in one year than the whole Vietnam War did. And I'm not trying to downplay the deaths in the Vietnam War, because if anybody listening that had somebody that didn't make it through that war, that would be a terrible thing to interpret. That's what I'm saying. But the bottom line is, fentanyl is killing a ton of people. And, it, you know, and we're bickering about this, that, and the other thing, instead of trying to do the thing that would really send a message that we're serious about drugs, we're serious about kids' health, and... 
I, I don't think I have any more. I think I'm done ranting. Oh, okay. well, good for you. Yeah, good job. Well, and I think if 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 we followed your line of thought, whether we have Republicans in control or Democrats, we would say, well, if we can't run student loans, we should never try anything new at all whatsoever. There's no Republican program, no health care plan that maybe President Trump could impose or anybody else because we failed at student loans. I think student loans has two aspects to it. One, it fell apart during the pandemic because they lost their contractors who were running it. They decided, well, they didn't want to work for free, which is weird for a private business. But anyway, secondly, uh, I, I think we can't restart it. You know, it, Washington doesn't seem to have the wherewithal to start it. I don't trust government to do anything well. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if you, you can't use student loans to say that, well, we can't do anything new ever. We can't do a Green New Deal or we can't, you know, encourage folks to, uh, you know, to improve education because, well, we messed up student loans, so we can't try anything at all. I think they're good examples of things that we failed miserably, but, you know, I think student loan program is fixable. We know who everybody is that has a loan. We just have to contact them and say, you know, how much do we, how much do you owe and have them pay it back? Well, we're going to ask them how much they owe. Well, I mean, they would know. A lot of people keep track of their own loans. Well, but we would all, have a record. My logic anyway. doesn't imply that we should never try anything new. What my logic says is any government program usually really doesn't do what it's supposed to, so we need to use great care before we start a new program in a new direction. That's what my logic says. Okay. To, to put words in my mouth, basically, and say, I don't want any new programs, that's just flat out wrong. All right, we got you. Noted. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks, Thanks for calling Mike. in. Appreciate your call. Good Thank call. You. All right, standby callers. Uh, oh, no, we're going to have to do Joseph first. Go ahead, okay. Joseph. You've waited long enough. Thanks for your patience. Okay, thank you for taking my call. Yeah, I wanted to address what one of the early callers was saying about the uh, drug situation in the government. Now, we know that our government officials are moved by uh, businessmen, uh, by uh, lobbyists, okay, who represent biz- big business, you know, businessmen, merchandise. Uh, just as Nancy Pelosi, uh, you know, <laughs> we see the deals that she made and her husband made. You know, it's all by... Uh, big business, representing big business. They're getting paid back. Okay, now here's what, I'm, what I want to say, is that the earlier caller said about drugs, you know, uh, influencing the nation. Well, you know, it's amazing, but uh, there's a prophecy in Revelations 18 that talks about that, the merchants of the earth, how they we go. Here we go. How did we know this was coming? <laughs> well, no, wait. No, no. It says, the, the great men of the earth, the merchants, deceive men by their sorcery. Well, I looked that up, that word sorcery, the Greek word, and it was translated from the word pharmakia. Now, that word is where we get the word pharmacia from. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Oh, yes, it is. But uh, it's through drugs, and big companies like Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson, and uh, they are drugging our society. And not only that, I was born and raised in Laurelton back in the, well, in the 40s. But uh, my mother worked at the Laurelton State Village. My wife worked at the Laurelton State Village. Well, that place was self-sufficient back in the 50s. The girls, uh, they had farms. They raised their cattle. They raised their chicken. They raised hogs. 
and uh, it was self-sufficient. They had fields, and they, they raised their potatoes, strawberries, everything. And uh, then later in the 60s, some governor here in Pennsylvania, I forget which one it was, leader, or I don't know who, uh, he got in and he said, this just isn't right that these girls work out in the field. So they took all that away, and that land now has grown up, and that place has become a, had become a liability. And what they started to do, because the girls were getting a satisfaction of planting a seed in the ground and going out and cultivating it and then harvesting it, it gave them a satisfaction of doing something, of creating something. But then when they took that away... Uh, they just went nuts, and this is a fact. You ask anybody that worked there, they started to drug them, pharmacia them, and, okay. and to sedate them with, with these drugs. And so they're doing that to our children, and, boy, if you take these shots, uh, you're getting the pharmacia right up the, uh, the yin-yang, you the know? The shoulder, the shoulder. It goes in your shoulder. The vaccine, you mean. Yeah, well, <laughs> you'll find out. You, you're going to find out what happened down the line. There's going to be a reaction somewhere, and you, you, you're going to be sorry you took it. But right. I just wanted to comment right, on well, that. Thank you, and, thank and you, thank you. That, well and said. The, the scripture talks about that, that well, they deceive the nation by their pharmacia, by their drugs. Okay, thank and you even so much, our, our, our country now, they, they, well, they're legalizing <laughs> all kinds of drugs. They, I heard they're going to try and legalize cocaine now. What? Who's doing that? It was legal when hey, it first came hey, out. I don't think it's a great thing. Because it wasn't too many years ago that a man couldn't marry a man, but boy, he can what? now, and he can even get pregnant. All right, come on, we got man. you. Thank you so much, and, sir. And that was unheard of, unthought of, untalked about. Mark. <laughs> Thank and you so for calling uh, in. And even, even this, this will be the next thing on the agenda: uh, uh, pedophiles. That's going to be a, a thing that will be accepted pretty soon. Don't think it won't be. They accept all this other uh, foolishness, uh, weirdness. A satanic agenda that they have. Okay. All right. We got you, Joseph. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. How'd we get from right. taking the that. shot to satanic influences? <clears throat> There okay. we go. Okay. Uh, lower left-hand corner, and then we have to take the break. Lower left. Since Biden is buying votes, here's my list. A, a Mickey Mantle rookie baseball <laughs> card, a brand-new vehicle from Sunbury Motors, yeah. and two chili dogs from Sheets. Then he can have my vote. Oh, he's cheap. That's about <laughs> fifty grand total. I thought, well, a, a Mickey Mantle rookie well, card Well, they're only forgiving $10,000 worth of student loan, so... She's going a little more pricey right. than some of the others. She's high end. <laughs> right. But that's all right. Or that it could be Carol. a D. We don't know. Right. And then Doug says, I always hear from the left that conservatives and Trump supporters are uneducated fools. But supposedly the Democrats are well-educated and smart. But if you're too stupid to know that if you borrow money, you'll need to eventually pay it back with interest, then maybe you should get some basic education before you think about going to college. A lot of people have higher education, but no common sense sense whatsoever. Amen. People like Bob, who think it's wonderful that the government pays for everything, apparently don't understand how basic economics works. If you spend money you don't have, eventually the excrement hits the fan. Right. Signed, Doug. I, Truer words were never spoken. I agree with Doug. For <laughs> Finally, it's taken forever. All right. Stand by, Dan. You're next up. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. 
You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Okay. Uh, one of our listeners suggests Bob calls City Hall about the tickets. Another one no, says, it wasn't Bob. That was Mike. Oh, okay. Another one says, Bob is your typical bleeding heart leftist. Don't worry, Bob. Big Daddy government is coming for you next, and it won't be in a good way. <laughs> All right. Dan, you're on the mark. Thanks for patience. Go right ahead. You know, uh, people were talking today about a lot of the problems in America, and we have a lot of them. And, you know, I don't see I don't see that we'll ever turn back to where we were. I don't see it happening. I hope and pray it does. But we, the solution to America, we turned our back on it starting in the 1920s up through the, by the time we were through the 50s, the revolutionary 60s started in, Truth got thrown out the front door. We were no longer interested in any kind of truth. And as I grew up in the 50s, we still welcomed God in the schools. We welcomed God in the churches, and God was welcome. But as the revolutionary 60s come along, that each man started to say, I know my truth, I believe in my truth, I have the right to believe in my truth, and my truth isn't your truth. Every man sought his own truth, and today we're ended up in a mess. Uh, yeah, probably the average person you would ask on the street would not know what truth really is. And that's the problem. I don't think I can buy that, Dan, because let's face it, every man arrives at his own truth. You look at one set of facts and you believe one thing. Marx looks at him, he thinks something else. I look at him, I think a third thing. You're, you're actually, actually advocating for a world where we all believe the same thing, we all march down the street singing the same songs. Kumbaya. Yeah, right. We that's a, do it. Well, it but wouldn't be good if we right did. to know the truth. It's up to you to decide what is the truth. And if you don't go to the right source, you won't know the truth. <laughs> Just checking here, what's the right source? Yep, the Holy Bible. There we go, we knew it. All right, thank yep, you so much, Dan. No, you know it, I know it. But Thank we you, don't sir. like to hear that. We like to hear it. Thank you, sir. <laughs> You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunburst.